Welcome back into the Dead Arm Sports Podcast. Josh and Jell here with a U.S. Open recap. It's your boys. Back after a little break, we were both at a uh, golf outing last week. So, uh, yeah, uh, Jell. So I'm going to kick it over to you to start this off. You won the coveted sleeveless green jacket this last weekend. Goes out to uh, somebody <laughs> that has uh, the most fun, or I guess it's somebody that has a fun story up at the golf outing so why don't you go ahead uh my dad kind of kicked you off before you could give a victory speech so i thought i'd turn this over to you to uh say what you want and uh thank the people or whatever you uh would like to say <laughs> yeah well so 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 your dad starts talking about uh he says well this is the guy that bar- that bought probably almost all 60 plus of us guys a cherry bomb uh during during this outing, uh, he's he, uh, you know he seems like he's having a great time, and uh, you know he he did put in some really sweet words of you know he comes up at he's come up just about every year up from Dallas. I think of him as you know a child of my own, so that was those were some pretty touching words. But uh, I spent I spent a pretty good amount of money. I looked at my credit card bill today, <laughs> not working in my favor. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you know, overall good. I mean, obviously amazing time as it always is. But uh, yeah, I mean, worth it. And but yeah, got the sleeveless green jacket here for what was described to me as the person that seems like they had the most fun out there. And I can I can attest to that. I I had an absolute blast. Uh, Got got around to just about everybody that I possibly could out there and said what's up and you know had a conversation, shook a few hands and. Uh, bought a few cherry bombs, <laughs> but, uh, my thank you speech would have been, uh, you know, just appreciate being out there and, uh, make sure, you know, hit up at dead arm sports. <laughs> I know I was disappointed you didn't get to uh, plug the podcast quick. <laughs> I, I went up there and immediate, and I, I think Mick knew, uh, uh, this guy, he's already, he's already had a few <laughs> drinks in him. Let me rip that microphone away from him. So he doesn't, <laughs> No, no, it, no, but that was, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. Quite an honor, quite an honor, I have to say. So, uh, thank you to the, uh, the commissioner out there, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Pecoraro and look forward to, uh, you know, owning that jacket for the next 30 or 360 ish yeah. days. However, the math checks out. Gonna gonna make sure that that thing is uh, put yes, to good absolutely. use. Absolutely, you have to wear it to uh, any weddings you attend. So that's one of the rules. So look forward to us. I will. The uh, pics. I'll, I'll, I'll get some. I'll get some photo photo uh, photo ops Love out it. there. <laughs> yeah. No. It was a it was a great time. It's a uh, lot of alcohol, a lot of golf. So as usual, <laughs> usually yeah. Still feel a little groggy today, but uh, I think that was more back to you, the uh, Did you count out how many holes you ended up playing? Man. I played 143 right okay. around there. I was probably right. Over just Monday through okay. Thursday. I was probably right around that mark because I know you stayed out a little bit later on the course one of the days than I did, but then you also on Thursday had to go back to the room and take a little power nap. Dipped so. out. <laughs> <laughs> I went out and still played, uh, got a couple holes in after yep. that power nap, though. Met up with the Minnesota Atta kids. 
at a boy. <laughs> good times, good times. Can't wait yes, till next year. Always uh, look forward to that on the calendar and once June rolls around. We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. YouTube Live, usually, for sure do that, usually on Mondays. Last week, again, we uh, are live. We're on vacation, but uh, got that rolling again this week. You can catch all of our videos. Those will be on YouTube as well, even if they're not live and you can't check us out live. They'll be up on the next day. If you want to check us out live, you can jump on. We've got the chat rolling, so that way you can ask us any questions you want. Uh, if it's topic-related, something we're discussing on that pod, or anything else that you would like us to discuss or answer your question on, by all means, hit up the chat. More than happy to answer those. If you want to follow Gel on his socials, he can be found at DasGel. That's at D-A-S-J-E-L. I can be found at DasJPEC. That's at D-A-S-J-P-E-C can send us any dms or questions on there we'll answer those on our next podcast or if you need something quick just let us know and we'll hit you right back there as well subscribe rate and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform send us a screenshot of that review get you some swag sent out in the mail jelly swag on anything today or taking her easy like me i'm uh i'm back on the water train uh gotta rehydrate after a lot of alcohol last week I was I was on that water train pretty much obviously all of yesterday and for the majority of today but I owe uh I owe a drink later <laughs> yeah, so <you> do. <laughs> <laughs> decided I would uh crack open a crack open a brewski good old nice. Miller Lite hardly know her <laughs> <laughs> All right well had a uh, one of the four major golf tournaments this last weekend, the U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts, and what an epic showdown that was! Kind of back and forth on Sunday, three different guys, I believe, have the lead at one point in time, and the Englishman Matthew Fitzpatrick comes away with his first major victory. One by one stroke, looked like it was going to be interesting down the stretch. Made a what was it, seventy foot birdie putt on. What was it fifteen? That just was absolutely insane. Was it that long? I I mean I mean it was it was a I mean, it was it long was, 50, 50 plus. I mean it was a so long putt. It had to have been yeah, yeah fifty but plus. That, yeah, I mean that just gave him all the momentum there, and then eighteen pulls his tee shot a little bit into that trap on the left hand side, and wondering is he going to be able to even salvage par, and somehow just hits a beautiful shot. 20 feet past the pin it has a nice lag putt to get down there that had a chance to drop and taps in for par and then uh willie zalatoris just <laughs> running her right by and so close to forcing that playoff but what did you just just miss that yeah that that uh that putter that that driver that tee shot on 18 from fitzy him and his uh him and his caddy were debating. They were going back and forth, driver or three wood. Caddy wanted three wood. Fitzy wanted driver. They ended up going three wood. <laughs> he sends it into onto the beach. So it's like, ah, maybe not the right call. But yeah, obviously that amazing recovery shot to be able to put that on the green, on the right spot on the green, too, because I and and also Kind of lucky with the distance there because if he was three, four feet shorter than where his ball ended up, there was a big like hook around on that bunker that he would have had to basically sky to get over. Mm -hmm. And that would have made it a really tough, 
that would have made it really tough for him to get on the green. So a little bit fortunate, uh, and and just kind of hearing a little bit of that drama post match of between you know his his uh, caddy. I can't remember his name. He's been on tour for forty <laughs> yeah. years. Can't remember his name, but uh, but yeah, him he you know post uh. Post post game, I guess uh, interview talked about that, and and uh, I guess he should have gone driver instead of that three wood because I'm sure Fitzpatrick said, "Damn it, now I'm going three wood. I got to crank it," and that's probably how he ended up into the onto the beach out there in Boston, <laughs> Boston area. But uh, but yeah, obviously, you know, I mean, for a kid that's, I mean, he's you know he's in his mid twenties, but still wearing braces. Getting his uh, getting his first PGA Tour win, gotta gotta give him the golf yeah. clap there. No, it was it was fantastic. Like I mentioned, Scotty Scheffler was in the running there for a little bit too, so he's keeping up his status quo of being towards the top of the leaderboards, putting pressure on all these guys. And it was cool seeing Fitzpatrick win. He's come close a couple of times in different tournaments, but hasn't really broken through yet. But uh, finally did in this one. I mean, seems like he's super likable. Mm-hmm. There were like fifteen guys. Like, you know, of his friends that were following him hole to hole and going nuts on, you know, every good shot. Brother that he was had. going nuts too. And then at the <laughs> end at the and then yeah, and then he had his whole family there at the end, his you know, his brother was crying and stuff when, when he finished it off. So he's got, you know, it's seems like a super likable dude. There's been no reason to obviously to dislike yeah. the guy, so it's it's been it feels like it's kind of a matter of time coming. He's never won a pe- this is his first event on tour that he's won. So I guess this is technically a USGA event. He doesn't have any PGA sponsored event wins. Uh, if I if I heard this right, uh, so for him to for this to be his first you know big time W, pretty badass. This is the right place to do it. So. Good for him. But yeah, let's let's jump back to what you mentioned Will Zalatoris earlier. He finishes he's finished second for the third time in his major his career of majors. He's played in nine majors, finished second three times. His other finishes uh were all the ones that the tournaments that he finished, he was top ten. So the other three finishes, he was top ten. And then his all the, the, and then there were three that he either withdrew or missed the cut. So every time that he's finished a major, he's been in the top ten. That's with three T two or second place finishes. What I guess you know, like like you'd mentioned on eighteen, he had about what was it, maybe a fifteen footer? Yeah, that would have been a 15, that was a that birdie putt. And he said at about the six foot, about six feet out from the putt or from the cup. He thought he had it, and it just barely missed left. So I guess, you know, it, it seems like he's he's still hitting the ball straight with distance. His iron game seems right. His putting has gotten yeah. a lot better since last year. I mean, he was missing he was missing four footers, six footers all day last year. So he's improved on that. I guess I when does this first win come? Because he's been on the brink so much that it's like we're we're sitting here almost begging for him to finally get a W. When's it gonna come? What is what what needs to change, or does anything? I don't need really to change? know that much has to change. I think it's a matter of if 
or when, not if. He, it's going to happen. He's been playing some of the best golf of anybody out there. Very consistent. Maybe he just needs to get a little more lucky, knock down a few longer putts here and there to get his score a little bit lower. But no, he's got all of the tools. He's got the experience now of playing in that final group in a major and being in contention all the way through. So no, I, I think it's a matter of when. And maybe... Maybe that's at the Open Championship here in July. Maybe it's getting a couple wins down the stretch of the playoffs or the Tour Championship. Otherwise, he's got to be one of the heavy favorites to win one next year. So it's I I I would almost guarantee that Will Zalatoris will have a major championship by the end of 2023. I just I think it's yeah it's going to happen. I mean, going into this tournament, depending on who you had you know, who whatever bookie or whatever casino you're looking at he was between 25 to 1 and 30 to 1 for odds to win the odds to win this tournament i feel like after this finish that may be cut in half for maybe for the open championship the british i guess where do you see him finishing well obviously you know that's 4 weeks out so we'll we'll touch on this a little bit more as we get closer but do you look at him as somebody that has to be a favorite going into that tournament? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he's pretty long hitter, so that'll help out well. Uh, it's St. Andrews this year, so got to get <laughs> pretty good play out of your traps. The only it's thing tough. that <laughs> the yeah, only thing that it. concerns me a little bit is those greens are ginormous at St. Andrews, so he's going to definitely have to get his putting dialed in for that. So. That might be a little bit of a struggle for him, but otherwise, no. I I think he's definitely somebody that you could throw a little cash down on for the open and maybe get a little kickback from that. So I I think he I definitely see him making the cut and being in contention on Sunday. Certainly, kind of the opposite of the greens here at at the U.S. <laughs> open, where these greens tend to be. Teeny yeah. tiny, rolling fast, about double the yeah. size. <laughs> Feel, yeah, exactly. Feels like they're, I mean, like you said, just massive in, in the at the British. So, hopefully, he can get it dialed in. I've been, we've all been waiting on the guy. I've been rooting for the guy because it's, you know, he's he's been right there so often, and it's he doesn't have any tournament wins, regard major yeah. or not. Which he's gonna win. So, I don't like. I said the it's. It's tough to win a major championship. There's only one left, but he'll he'll win one of the tournaments down the stretch here. He's just been playing too good of golf to not come away with a victory at some point in 2022. You mentioned Scotty Scheffler, too, finished tied with Zalatoris at number two. I mean, right now, is he just... He was basically felt like the runaway winner to win PGA Tour Player of the Year. Is it pretty much locked in now that it's going to be Scotty, regardless of how he finishes going forward? I mean, he's got he's he won the Masters. He's got other tournament yeah, Bay wins. Hill, he's Arnold now Palmer. finishing T two yep. here. Yep. So he's got two other wins on top of that. T two here. Is this a runaway? You know, Scotty Scheffler tour player of the year you think it at least yeah. at this point? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, there's other guys. I mean, Sam Burns has had a nice year too, but. 
Scotty, it's got to be Scotty. Three wins, won the Masters, which is arguably the tournament everybody's gone in for every year. So For sure. It, no, and other than somebody just making an unbelievable run down the stretch, maybe running through and winning all three playoff events or something along those lines, it's Scotty's to lose, and he's the hands-down favorite right now to be player of the year. And I mean, hands-down favorite to win the Tour Championship at this point in time, too. I got I got one other guy I need to touch on, Colin Morikawa. He had a real up and down yeah. weekend. Uh going into the weekend, going uh in on uh in sat into Saturday, tied for the lead at uh and then on Saturday puts up a seven over seventy seven. Great Bob. Kinda looked like not, not great Bob. Puts on puts on an awesome show Sunday. Ends up going four under. So made up, you know, obviously made up a few of those shots that he lost on Saturday. But going into Saturday, obviously, kind of looked like he was he was there. He was right there to win it. Looked like he was going to be the guy to when you look when you looked at the names from yeah. top to bottom with with Morikawa at the top. Looked like it was kind of his to lose. He's won a turn, or he's won a major the last two years. Twenty twenty with the PJ Championship, twenty twenty one with the British. He's got one tournament left. Do you think he could defend his title at the British? Because right now it's trending that way, where he's got just just based on he's won one major over the last two years. Each of the last two years, I wouldn't put any money on him or have any confidence really in him. He just hasn't been able to string together four solid rounds for a tournament. He's got a round or sometimes even two that he just can't put it together and ends up falling out of contention. The last two years, he was one of the hottest players on tour. I mean, he'd show up and he'd make cuts and finish T5, T10. And this year, it's been a struggle at times for him where he you don't see his name popping up the leaderboard quite often anymore. Granted, he's not playing in as many tournaments as he had earlier on in his career and everything, but I just I can't see it happening. I just I don't like it right now with just how his consistency has been. It's just there's not a lot of it there and to win a major, you have to have four solid rounds of golf and Kyle Morikawa right now just hasn't been putting that together. I think I'm right there on the same page with you. We haven't seen we haven't seen anything consistent out of him all year. The last last year he was one of the more consistent players where he was finishing or at least in contention for top five, top tens in just about every tournament that he played in last year. So it's a bit of a shame. It seemed like he was gonna be, you know, maybe the the next real, real hardcore hot shot. And he still he still can be that. I'm not ruling that out whatsoever. But he hasn't this year has been certainly I mean, if I say it's been a pretty big disappointment, are you there yeah. with me? Cause I feel pretty pretty confident saying that it's been a big disappointment. So I I'm I think I'm right there with you on the British. I as much as I want to see him win, because I do like seeing success out of him, he's a good, you know, a, you know, just I like seeing success out of some of these young guys and seeing what what the future holds for him. But it's going to be tough for him this, I think, this upcoming yeah. tournament. 
Somebody that has kind of gotten a little bit hot lately too. I want to kind of see what your thoughts are on them going into the Open Championship, the British. Mr. Rory McIlroy coming off of the RBC victory last week up in Canada and was in contention on Sunday and just really couldn't get that final push going on that back nine at all. Struggled a little bit down the stretch, but Rory's been playing some pretty solid golf lately. Do you see him in possibly contention at St. Andrews, a place that he's played a handful of times and knows the course fairly well? Yeah, I think I think Rory needs to be up at up at the top of just about any list out there for for just about any tournament. Uh, obviously, you know, it, it's it's a uh, his side of the pond as well up there, so that that helps. But seems like he's got just a new not a golf drive, but a new drive in terms of motivation this year where he's, which, which I feel like may have been lacking over the last couple because it, he, I don't know. I, I feel like there's just something different out of Rory this year. I, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is, but maybe the focus is right there. I think he's, and he's mentioned it too before saying he feels a little bit more kind of in, maybe it's, he's more in tune with, the game, he's taking it more seriously. He's more dedicated in terms of prep. It's, I, but he's he's gonna. I think, I I would say going into this up in, into the British Open, your favorites have to probably be your top three. Where I would sit would be, in no particular order, Rory, Rom, and uh, and Scotty. I mean, and you know. I mentioned John Rahm. He finally seems like he finally put on a good show for us this weekend. I mean, he did end up finishing. He did end up finishing uh, one over, but Sunday he went four over. So he so he started out. He started out Sunday within the winner. I don't know if it was the final grouping, but it was one of the two, one of the first three final groups. It's the best tourney I've seen him all year, and so hopefully he can ride this momentum because he's also been a bit of a disappointment all season long outside of the the Mexico <laughs> Open, which no with, with no competition. So I, you think? I mean, hope you think maybe this is the start of him getting on a bit of a run because when he gets going, Rom can be the best oh, player in the world. A doubt, so. Yeah, he's been playing better golf of late, so he's somebody you can never count him out anytime he enters a tournament field. So definitely somebody I would keep my eye on for the Open. Want to jump into our uh, little pick yeah, here? Yes, so we apologize. Last week we were hoping to get out a U.S. Open preview. Schedule-wise just did not, not work out at all. <clears throat> so we tweeted out who our picks were. So just to kind of recap our round by round um, I'll go through it so what happens is every major championship Jell and I pick five golfers and we just kind of do a snake draft we go head to head once you use a golfer you can't use them again for the rest of the major tournaments and can't pick the same golfer as your opponent that week and just kind of go head to head um, Ryder Cup style points if your guy wins you get a point if it's a tie, it's a half point each. And then if you guys fail to make the cut, no points at all. So Jell's picks this time around, uh, Rory McIlroy, 
Sam Burns, Cam Smith, Cam Young, and Thagala, which uh, I'll uh, let you get to there in a second, Joe. I went uh, Scotty to match up with Rory, Morikawa versus Burns, Kepka facing Cam Smith, Tony Finau against Cam Young, and then Joel Damon uh, against uh, Thagala. How about them, Joel Damon had a heck of a a tournament. Yes, that's a. What a pick. I gotta. I almost texted. I almost texted you. Over the weekend, like how the hell did you get this? <laughs> you, I, <laughs> that was he's that been playing was some pretty solid golf lately. I listen, he pops in and out of one of the other golf podcasts I listen to pretty frequently, and just an awesome dude. So I was like, you know what, Joel's been playing pretty well lately. Why not take a shot in the dark there with my last pick? So is that is that Matt's brother, <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, ended up uh, in Josh's favor this week. Got wins out of Scotty, Morikawa, Kepka, and Damon. So the only ones I lost was uh, Tony Finau, which uh, both him and Cam Young missed the cut. So didn't lose a point there. So it was the big old uh, 4 nothing sweep. Thanks to uh, Gel picking uh, Thagala, who wasn't entered into the tournament. So do appreciate the automatic point there as long as... Uh, Damon made the cut, uh, so would you like to uh, defend your pick there, sir? I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when the we truth made comes the out, <laughs> how many cherry bombs in were you? It was at that after. Point? Uh, ooh, <laughs> way too many. I'd probably bought about twenty-five at that point. <laughs> it was an expensive yes, week. I, I can imagine. I had bought. I'd bought enough to uh, to you know. Like I like I said to, to get just about enough everybody in the outing, but at that point it was it was Thursday afternoon or Thursday was that or was that it was Wednesday, Wednesday that afternoon Wednesday we made night. or Wednesday night we made the picks Wednesday evening yeah and uh, I just thought he was in there he'd played some halfway decent golf uh, the week before and I was feeling it. I was like all right let me I I heard you know I went a little balls to the walls. Did not pay off. Balls did not hit no. the ball. <laughs> they might have where the did not make it to the, did not it. make it to Massachusetts. No. I'm sure he enjoyed watching it on TV. <laughs> he had the most fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, get him that uh, the sleeveless green jacket. Yes. But yeah, uh, that one is uh, that's an automatic yeah, L. That's you, L. Yeah, automatic L right here, dog. Speaking of that L, I believe uh, you do owe a beer chug. So whenever you are ready, sir, you may uh, go ahead and proceed to just 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 count just count me down count me down, big dog. Three, two, one, chug. So I'm gonna embrace this moment. There hasn't been too many times during the football season, golf season, that I have been uh, non-participant in the old beer chug. So nice, that boy. Yeah, what a good time. It's not bad. That thing was sitting out on the. Ooh, there it goes. I was sitting out on the porch where it's about a hundred degrees right here ooh. in Dallas. So oh, hot toddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was not cold. <laughs> Pretty good time, though. Yeah, I'll take somebody that. Somebody did not have a uh, pretty that. good time this weekend is any of our live golf friends. Uh, struggle bus city at the U.S. Open. I don't 
Struggle do you, bus. I don't really necessarily correlate any of it to that. Maybe outside of the travel with them having to come back over from across the pond to come play in the U.S. Open, but I don't know if that really had a ton to do with it. I mean, they get there early in the week, get some practice rounds in, but maybe some of the media and just kind of all the questions and all of the buzz around why and all of that, maybe that had a little bit in the back of their mind, but I don't. That's exactly where I was going to go with it is. I mean, the pressure is different on all these golfers now. It's not like it's more pressure. I mean, they all still feel the pressure every time you play a major to perform at your best. But that was the only pressure that they felt. They didn't feel the it's it's just a different external pressure now that a lot of these guys have, you know, they've obviously been heavily scrutinized publicly and with publicly within the media between you and I between a lot of the people at the outing that we were just at and also but also within their own you know golfing fraternity we've heard Rory multiple times coming out critical of these guys we've heard JT say you know everybody can make their own decision but this just sucks those are right now and and Tiger even before all these big names started coming out, when he was asked about Phil, he said, look, everybody can make their own decisions, but I couldn't, I don't know the, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he basically said, look, I couldn't sell my soul for this. I've got too much on, I've got too much of a reputation on the line. I've got too, I've got, I've got my legacy on the line. And a lot of these guys now, so these are, you know, these are the types of questions that they're facing all week. You know, let's say they get up there Monday, Tuesday, they're doing, they're getting their practice round in and they're talking to reporters every day after their practice rounds. Even if they just hit the, even if they just go up to the driving range after they're done at the range, they're getting peppered with questions. They, and, and the fact that they know their brethren are judging them and publicly judging them. So, it's a different type of pressure. I'm not surprised that they didn't do well. This is the first, given that last, <clears throat> the previous weekend was the first live event. I'm, I mean, can you say that you're surprised that these guys struggled? I think there is a correlation here because the only guys that actually, there were only four guys that made the cut. DJ at T24, Richard Bland T43, Patrick Reed T49, Bryson T56. Everyone else missed the cut. Phil had a four putt on <laughs> hole six. That's pretty typical of the and US they were Open all, for Phil. They were all <laughs> gimme for Phil, yeah. The, but the, the first one was <clears throat> first one was a makeable putt at probably 15 to, between 15 20 feet. The other three were all within six feet. Six foot, four foot, and then a two foot. Like, he shit himself <laughs> hard. Very, very much Phil-like at the U.S. Open. But he missed the... He ended up finishing, I believe, 14 over before the cut. Is that Before good? the cut line. <laughs> Not great, Bob. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that there was just a different type of pressure on these guys, given that... 
I mean, given that this is just something that none of them had faced before, and maybe DJ... I don't know. DJ seems like he's just completely unfazed by all of it. But I think that the rest of these guys... I kind of seems, you know, not to be an asshole, but seems like he might be a little bit of an airhead. <laughs> where It's putting it lightly. <laughs> leave it at that. Uh, and But the rest of these... So he probably didn't really give a shit. The rest of these guys, I feel like it probably was in... Maybe Patrick Reed not, because everybody considers his him a dick, too. But the rest of these guys, it probably had to be on their mind. I mean, Gooch missed the cut. There was a there were a lot of guys that... Ha- like, I mean, Gooch, top 10 on the FedEx rankings, misses the cut at the U.S. Open. That's not what you no. expect. So... And he wasn't even close. So... I don't know. I I think it. I think that they're just under a ton of pressure from knowing that there's. How, what what percentage would you put it? I mean, outside of the golfers within live, probably everybody else there is against those guys. They're that those golfers in that are that committed to the live are now basically the villains. So uh, and and that's not really where a lot of these guys sit. Yeah, there's been kind of mixed emotions with it. It seems like most of the players are not on the fence, but either one way or another. I mean, some of them have come out and said, like, I don't blame them for going over and doing that. I mean, some of the guys are getting life-changing money that they weren't making on the tour, and it's guaranteed for them. Other guys have taken a little bit stronger of a stance and don't like them going over there. But, no, it's... I mean, Rory straight up said this is for the young. Like, Rory said, I get it for the older mm. players because this is their. This is going to be, you know, they can make a huge oh, check. Time, yeah. And they're, you know, especially Sergio yep. Phil. Those guys, go get, you know, whatever. Go get your, go get your cash. They, let's be honest, how often they're really. He didn't say this. I'm Phil, or I'm, I'm tangenting here, but. Let's be honest, how much money are Phil and Sergio making now in tournament events from the tournament? Not that much. I mean, obviously sponsorships, they're probably killing it, but they're not making money from the PGA Tour like they used to. So I get so Rory's basically saying I get it for those guys, you know, approaching that that age where it's you're getting a little closer to that Champions Tour. But for the but he did say for the young guys like the Gooches of the world, <laughs> it's Gucci. Uh, like what? Like you know, he said, "Look, it seems like you're kind of taking the easy way out." So hearing that from Rory, who's right now one of the, if not the biggest name, most respected name on tour, not obviously not counting Tiger, but Rory's right up there, and and for him to be as vocal as he has, J- Justin Thomas as well, saying. Basically, like this sucks. I feel like you know you you can feel that pressure within your own golfing community, and that's that's just a different type of pressure these guys haven't yeah. ever felt. And it'll be interesting too now that we've kind of gotten the first taste. Liv had their first uh, tournament event, and we've gotten the first major championship out of the way, and there wasn't any repercussions for the guys on the live tour so we've got i believe uh last week in june into the first week of july that like 30th kind of fourth of july weekend it's at uh 
believe Pumpkin Ridge. I know it's Pumpkin. I can't remember if it's Ridge or Valley or wherever, but it's just outside of Portland, Oregon. So we'll see if there's any more players that jump over uh, after that first event. Patrick Reed was rumored to be leaving. Ricky Fowler's name was thrown out there. I saw he is in the field right now He's, for uh, TPC. Yep. Um, uh, whatever, Travelers Championship is this week. I can't remember what the TPC course is. Uh, Southwinds. Southwinds. Um, but uh, Nailed it. no, it'll be interesting to see if any of these other guys jump over, have a tournament in the U.S. You're not going to be having to travel abroad or anything like that. So curious to see what that field looks like. And then a couple weeks after that, you got the British. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of traveling for them for the next little bit, kind of similar to what they just did for the first tournament and then coming back over here for the U.S. Open. So I'm curious to see what that well, looks let me- like. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's it. Rumors are rumors have it. Rumor, uh, rumor my voice is still gone. Shit. There we go. Rumor has it that there's still going to be there post this event, post U.S. Open. There were going to be some more guys that jump on. Abraham Abraham Answer is one guy that's going to jump. Uh, and I'm I've there's a there's a little bit of a feeling coming from myself based on what. Based on some of the quotes that I'm about to read, that Brooks Kepka may be on his way over. Chase Kepka, his brother, is already over there, and somebody asked him. One of the one of the reporters asked him, uh, you know, just basically, kind of, what are your feelings about your brother Chase being over there? And he said, "Look, I love my brother. I support him in anything that he does. It's family. I will always love and support him. So whatever he does, I'm cheering for him. I'm all for that." Then he was asked whether or not playing on the PGA Tour was going to be a permanent decision. And Brooks said back, look, there's been no other option to this point. So where else are you going to go? A.K.A. he didn't say no. So who knows what's going to go with. I mean, Brooks, that's as big of a name as Bryson that's on the tour right now. And... It, who knows? I mean, if if Bright if Kepka goes, he's a big draw. That's that would be a huge win for Liv if you get a guy like Bryson to make that jump over. Yeah, and Brooks is one that I mean, he's publicly said that if it's not a major tournament, he's not really going and practicing. He's just kind of showing up and playing. So, I mean, this makes perfect sense if that's kind of the style of golf that he likes to do, where he's going to have his paycheck and he just kind of shows up and plays and. If he wins, then awesome. I get more money in my pocket. If he doesn't, hey, I've already got that paycheck. So it'll be interesting again, like I said, with them live golfers being able to play in the, the U.S. Open. Doesn't sound like there's going to be any restrictions for the Open Championship, a.k.a. the British. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening here out. I mean, like the only really tournaments that – they've said that they're not going to be able to play in are the Ryder Cup and PGA Tour events. So we'll see. And maybe guys now on the PGA are going to stick it out. Is the President's, President's Cup separate? Cup, from... I think the President's Cup, same format. So, yeah, they wouldn't be able to play in that. But that's kind of the same, lesser of the same two. same as the Ryder. I just didn't know. I'm almost yeah. wondering, too, if you're going to end up seeing a lot of these golfers jump ship and go over to the live at the end of August, once the tour championship wraps up, tour champion wins 10 million 
big ones. So, I mean, that's a lot of change. That's a, so that's a chunk of change. We're, almost, we're only like two months away from this. So I'm curious. It'll be an interesting rest of the summer. Let's just put it that way. I'm not going to beat the dead horse here. I'm very interested to see what ends up happening with this. Interested to see this offseason, what ends up happening if the major tournament chairmans are coming together and making a determination on this now that they have a little bit more information, what kind of pressure the PGA Tour puts on them. PGA Championship's the only one I could really see standing on that, but again, we haven't had anybody sue anybody yet or anything like that. None of the live golfers have tried to come back and play a PGA Tour event, so it'll it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see what uh, what happens. Yeah, I mean, and, and the other thing, too, that the PGA does need to be afraid of is that it sounds like from re- from reports that I've that we've heard from all over the place is that the, the the Saudi funders of this live golf league, they don't really care about turning a profit. So, <clears throat> I mean, what 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 are they? Obviously, we live in, you know, a capitalistic society where you start a business and the goal make is money. to make money <laughs> off of it. That's how it is. In, that's how it is in the States. I different, different economies, different, you know, whatever, different countries run their money different ways. So, but as an American, this doesn't make sense. Like, why they're not worried about turning a profit. So it brings me to the question that I'm going to ask you. What's the point if it's not to turn a profit? <laughs> I mean, I I sit here and I think, is it just to break up a giant, what's ultimately a global sport, a global league of the PGA, but it's still American-based? Is it just to break up an American-based organization? Because we, we're we seeing now, I mean, not to get super political, gonna try, I don't want to dive too far into the weeds, but, I mean, the like all these Russian bots that we hear about on a weekly, monthly basis, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, wherever on social media... All they were all it's all pro Trump and they these Russian bots probably influenced a lot of people and may may have whether it's whether it's even conscious or not they they may have and because and and my my this is just I'm going deep theory here theory is that these Russian bots knew or, you know, whoever set up these Russian bots, whether it is Russia or not, that's, I mean, I'm, again, going off of everything that, you know, you hear, is that why they wanted Trump was because they knew he would be divisive. Why they're pushing Trump is because they knew he would be divisive. We've seen now, after he was elected, how much more divided this country is, more than it ever has been, in terms of a number of things, whether it's political or not. Uh, so, and, and, so I, I sit here and I wonder, is this tour doing the same thing? If they don't care about turning a profit, is it just to tear up another American organization from, you know, and, and, and basically that's what they're paying for? 
I know it. I don't know. I'm 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 spitballing here, but I, I I can't figure out any other reason why this why they would be pursuing this as hard as they are, and why they're pouring this kind of cash into something that they probably don't really have much of an interest in. I, I I can't I can't I can't put my finger on it, so I'm I'm throwing this shit out. Unless they're just saying that, and obviously, I mean, why wouldn't you want to make some sort of profit? Maybe you don't have any necessarily goals for the profit that you're making, but you're paying all of these guys to come over to play, and I mean, you're not just eventually you're gonna run out of money, like it. Eventually, see that's <laughs> the thing is is. When do the how are they going to run out of money? They have all of the money that they would ever want, and they have all the resources that they want. And the people that are putting this money in own all of that oil that everybody wants. That's the thing is like they basically have unlimited cash, yeah, so they can't pay unlimited cash. I don't know, I it just. Makes no sense. Just been sense. running through my head and all you know all I weekend. I can't imagine they're doing it just to try and split up the PGA Tour because it hasn't. I don't know. Nobody's ever really had a problem with the PGA, other than they're the only. No, but league. That, but that's part. That's. <laughs> I don't think that it's a specific problem with the PGA. I think it might be a. It's just like, <clears throat> it's it's just something to instead of have it's it's one less. Inc- like one it's one more divided thing that's my that's what i'm getting at it's one more thing that's divided it's it's one less just unit of golf it's it's split maybe i mean i mean this is the first sport that they've really at- that that anybody's really attacked like this you know we've never seen it in football baseball basketball this is the first time that we've had a prof- an American professional sport split like this. And so it's like, well, could something be next? If people are just throwing throwing around cash like this willy-nilly, I don't see see this is that's why I this is why I brought it up cuz I don't understand the end game. So that's why I'm just throwing out a theory here of you weaken you weaken golf that is followed by a ton of extremely wealthy Americans and some sponsors, some people that are extremely wealthy are going to follow the people that went to live. Some people are going to stay with the PGA tour, the like ex- the sponsors, the, the major fundraisers that the PGA does. Maybe if, maybe if Bryson has, maybe if what, let's say he's, and let's say Bryson DeChambeau is responsible for 30%. I'm just throwing this out there, but 30% of the fundraising that the PGA gets and half of the peep, half of his sponsors, half of his donors follow live. That's then 15%. That's less for the PGA. 15% of it goes to those Saudis again. So I feel like it's just this, Maybe a long-term play. Maybe they're not making money on the tour itself, but maybe. But I guess maybe they're looking to make money through these golfers that they brought over through those business partners. Maybe that's yeah. maybe that's the way to look yeah, at it. it. Could be. I mean, 
I because I, there's no way they're going to be able to turn a profit with how much cash they just gave out, at least no. not right away. And right now that and they don't even have a broadcast sponsor outside of right now. They're just streaming it on yeah. YouTube, which I mean, that's huge, because if you want that tournament to keep going, you're going to need to find a platform that's a little bit better than that. And you look at it, too, like I like watching golf. I watch I would say more than the average person does in regards to golf, but if there's not really a good way to watch it and it's also streaming at 2 a.m. because I'm in central time in the United States and the events over in England, France, wherever, I'm not tuning into a broadcast to rewatch it after I already know who wins. So I can just no. quick look up, see who wins, see if it's relevant, see if it's something to talk about on the podcast, and then I'm moving on. I'm not, I'm not tuning into it right now. Maybe if I don't have anything else going on 4th of July weekend when they're in Portland, just because of the course I haven't seen, it's in the United States that's fairly easy to watch. I'll be up, not sleeping when it's on, so maybe (laughs) I would tune into that. But otherwise, a lot of the other tournaments that are overseas, it's not ideal time for anybody to watch unless you just can't sleep one night. No, I, I, that's that's why I'm saying there's uh, there's no way that they're there's no way they're turning a profit or making any cash on viewership. No. It's got to be business partners and sponsorships from these individual golfers that maybe, you know, let's I mean let's say let's say Phil has a hundred million dollar contract with whoever the hell he has left. So, so many, <laughs> so many people have dropped him. But let's let's say that's the case and. Part of that money was going to go to the PGA. Now that money goes to the, you know, the the founders of Live. So maybe maybe that's the end game. Maybe that's the goal here. But I don't know. Either way, it sucks. I mean, it sucks to lose these guys. Yeah. You want some of them? I would say you don't want you want <laughs> let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> but no, for the most part, it's it's not great seeing them leave, but. Again, it's still so early in this tournament and in this uh, league's history that we kind of have to just kind of sit back and see what ends up happening and where it goes from here. Sit back and watch. Look at when the XFL in the early 2000s tried to compete with the NFL. I mean, the NFL is just such a powerhouse. It didn't stand a chance, but but it's – Still, like right now, if the, but, go- if the golfers can end up hopping back and forth between the tours, then there's a good chance that the live ends up sticking around for the long haul. But if they find out that courts rule, if guys start to sue and stuff and you can't jump back and forth, it's going to really make golfers think which tour they want to play on. I mean, the, the, the XFL example is not even near it, it. Sorry to just completely shut you down on that. <laughs> But it's not even close to this. We didn't have you didn't have guys like top guys go over there, switch leagues completely. They didn't have the funding where there is literally unlimited funding for this live golf. They were gonna throw Tiger like eight hundred K or eight hundred yeah. million just to come over for and and who knows how long that contract was gonna be. But or if it was a multi-year deal, I we don't have the details on all of that. I'm sure they come out at yeah. some point. But I don't know. Maybe it's what I would love to see is if they do end up splitting up like this. 
maybe the majors turn into like a Super Bowl type thing where it's live like AFC NFC live versus PGA. <laughs> that would be dope. I would be into that. <laughs> Little like WWE Raw versus SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Perfect. That was the uh, first time we've ever had a WWE reference on the podcast. <laughs> it has to be. Hey, first, first time's time a, charm. a charm. I love uh, it. I'm, Triple H was oh, my nice. boy back back oh, in the day. Big Stone Cold and the Rock guy myself. So, Well, yeah, I didn't see any Stone Colds from you out at, uh, out at the alley. No. No, that's a that's should've, a special occasion. Should have gotten some out there. Should have gotten some on eighteen. <laughs> Finish your final putt. Damn. Bam. <laughs> yeah, that's a mess. <laughs> Ram bam grand grand slam. Well, that'll wrap up this episode. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Got uh, some fantasy stuff to talk about. Going to dive into the top ten rookie dynasty rankings. Josh and Jell are going to give their individual lists and compare those so tune in tomorrow we can be found at dead arm sports twitter instagram facebook at dead arm sports youtube live every monday typically there also you can check out uh, we mondays, mondays and, and wednesdays, wednesdays typically well, usually yeah, yeah. yeah. schedule's been a little bit hectic it'll it's summer folks i mean you know how it goes it's always busy during summer so we'll get uh more regular here as the season approaches for football but Again, we've got all of our streams on YouTube as well. So if you can't check out live and you want to watch the podcast versus listen to it, you can just clue to our YouTube page, Dead Arm Sports. You'll see our logo there. Make sure you subscribe so that way you know when the next uh, latest episode drops and also when we go live. So that way if you're sitting around and want to jump on, again, we got that chat. We monitor that the whole time so you can ask us any questions you want, whether it's topics we discuss on the live podcast or else any other questions you have. If we've got time, we will definitely answer those. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Make sure you make sure you hit that uh, make sure you hit that alert uh, button as well so that you get notifications when we do yep. go live. Then uh, hit the alert, subscribe on any of our other platforms. You can listen to us. Uh, I'll get those in a second here. Uh, once you subscribe, rate the podcast, write a review, send us a screenshot of that, get you some sticker swag. We can be found again at Dead Arm Sports, at Dos Gel, and at Dos JPEG. And I'll kick it over to Gel here. You can uh, let the listeners know where else they can find us. Hit us up on our presenting sponsor, Anchor, both on the web uh, just by searching anchor.fm or on your Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Just search Anchor there. They allow us to do all of our editing and everything like that uh, for free. Also, additionally, allow us to publish this uh, this beautiful program to you for free work of <laughs> art, indeed, masterpieces. Uh, out to you for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pods. Again, make sure to subscribe to that YouTube channel that we've got out there. Just search Dead Arm Sports. Hit subscribe. Hit that alert button so you know when we're going live and uh, and when we've got new episodes coming out to you. Again, going back to, uh, you know, make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Take a screenshot of that written review. Hit us up on Twitter or take a screenshot of that. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or on our Facebook page at Dead Arm Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Search Dead Arm Sports on Facebook. Send us a screenshot of that written review and we will hook you up with some Dead Arm Sports swag. Also, with that screenshot, 
why don't you send us a mailbag question? We're always looking for some uh, anything to talk about and, uh, you know, whatever it is, whether it's football, golf, baseball, whatever you want to send us in, fantasy, fantasy anything, uh, you know, just, just general life questions, hit us up. And uh, and we're here yeah, for you. Maybe uh, we get enough questions in. We haven't done a mailbag episode in a while, so that would be kind of fun. Always a always a good time there. Have some good convos and uh, fun questions to answer. But uh, again, appreciate everybody out there listening to the podcast. Again, make sure you subscribe on your favorite listening platform or viewing platform. Again, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Tell somebody you know about the podcast. Great way for us to help spread the word, get you even more content out there. And Gel, close us out. Tell you what, man, it takes a lot of balls for you to golf the way that I do.